welcome to the haunted ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the haunted ride. I'm your host, Melissa Cummins, and thank you for joining me today. I hope you guys have your snacks and your tea and drinks or whatever else it is that you want to eat. Thank you guys for uh, still being around after Christmas. It was it was really weird for me not to do a Christmas like episode. It, it it was so strange. Like I kept feeling like, wait, why am I not doing an episode again? And I was like, oh yeah, that's right, because like I'm doing all this stuff. And I was sick. So it actually really worked out for the best because I wasn't feeling very well and I still had to do Christmas dinner and everything. So I'm kind of happy that I just took some time off, but you guys have still been around and I really appreciate it and thank you so much. Um I'm happy to report that we got three times the amount of activity that I essentially sort of look for on the um, podcast. So we got three times as much um, as we typically would. And as my my sort of like level is and my limit of like, okay, if I reach this threshold, then I know that, okay, we're still doing well. We're still like doing very um good, everything's great, like, you know, we're just, we're still working and flowing and a good pace, and, um, you guys skyrocketed that, the fact that it's been so high, and the fact that you guys have just really been there, and really been pushing for this podcast, I cannot thank you enough. So, in addition to that, like we do every week, you guys know this by now, subscribe to the podcast, we're everywhere. And if you have a paranormal experience, send in your story. Just go to www.thehauntedride.com, click the send us your story link, and voila, there you go. You will notice there's a couple of changes to the website. I um, just cleaned it up a little bit, put an audio player, because it annoyed me that if I needed to get to an episode for any reason, that I would have to go to the episode page and then click it from there, where it really should just be sort of on the main page, just something that you guys can get to very easily, or that if I need to, I can get to very easily. So voila, we now have an audio player. Uh, there's also a Patreon button there. So now we have a Patreon page. That technically is done, but I haven't updated any social profiles or anything to show that we have a Patreon page. So it's only on the website, which a lot of people listen from social media, so I still need to do that. So let's say, like, the Patreon's there, and it's up, and the page is active, but I'm not really going to start, like, talking about that until next week's episode, because by then I should have it in the social media profiles and everywhere, just like I have the website, and I'll update the episodes with the link as well, and just uh, make it officially really public to everyone who listens who may not listen just from the website. Something that I did really want to talk about was uh, this episode comes out on New Year's Eve. I started this podcast in October. When I started it, I there was a lot I didn't know, you know. I didn't really know how to make uh, good content. I didn't really know how to edit that well. I really wanted to have everybody else's stories, and I still do. But this has really become a lot of me sharing my own stories. And I didn't really expect that. I didn't 
go into this expecting that. I've gotten great support from people. You guys hear me talk about Ghosts of the Night, Phil, Sam's from there, like, all the time. But it's because uh, when I first started, I mean, he was probably one of my first followers. He's definitely been one of my longest followers. He let me come on the show. And it was really helpful for me because, you know, not getting stories, if that's what, what you're doing and what you want, makes you feel a little, um, not like you're feeling, but like there's something else you need to do. And as someone who, personally, I don't think I'm good at marketing. I don't think I'm good at SEO. I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I thought I was doing everything I need to do. I mean, it's going to take time, but like some of the people who are like getting stuff, like they're brand new, like what are they doing that I'm not doing, you know? And in talking with him, who his podcast has been up for longer than mine has, he's got more followers, more everything, but he shared that with me. Like he shared that, you know, he had the same struggle too and still does. And I still have the same struggle. I've gotten a couple of people and I thank you so much for writing in, but I think that it's, it's, I think it's still hard for people to talk about their supernatural experiences. I've spoken about the fact that every time I start an episode, I still get nervous. I still get a little jittery, even though this is now going to be my 11th episode. You know, I release an episode every week. I should be over it by now, but I'm not. So I get it. But I didn't really know if the podcast was going to be successful. It was the first time I'd ever done something like this. Like, I live stream games, so I know that people at least enjoy my voice, for the most part, <laughs> and that my microphone was adequate, but doing a whole podcast and making intro music and setting up the site and getting everything working and then finding out all these different platforms for you guys to listen to podcasts for, like, I listen to podcasts. And then, like, I go on Twitter, and someone follows me, and I'm like, why can't I find your podcast on any of these other platforms? Like, where are you? And it's, and they're, like, in this one place or that place or for what for whatever reason, like, you know, there there's so many podcasts that Spotify, who's new, who the majority of the people who listen to this podcast seem to either listen from my website or Spotify. And on Spotify, I can't find half the podcasts that are out there on Twitter. Like, they're, it's like everywhere. There's no real, like, great consensus place where everything is. I know there's, I think there's a site called Pod, Pod something, which, which pulls from every single platform onto their platform, but it's still an app. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, there's no just one. There's no just, like, yes, you have to make sure you guaranteed post your podcast here and someone will be able to find it. There isn't that. Like, and I thought there would be when I first started it. There really isn't. It's like a happenstance chance, like, that somebody randomly stumbles along your stuff. And, um, and then the way that everybody reads podcasts is differently, like, titles versus, versus tags versus descriptions versus, and I'm like, can you just make it easy? <laughs> so there was, there was a really big learning curve. And the fact that I actually have subscribers and I have followers and people like this podcast right now, um, I know I've been talking about it pretty much every week and I'm telling you guys thank you, but I'm telling you thank you because I really didn't know if it was going to happen. Like you guys are actually making me feel like this podcast is semi-successful 
And I didn't expect that in a couple of months. So thank you so, so, so much. And you guys just, you're great. In that, I decided to do something a little different this, this episode. I know we've been talking about experiences and things like that. And I wanted to, I came up with this idea because I, I write. Um, it is one of my great passions in life is writing. And I had gotten this prompt and it was some, some ghost thing. So I wrote like a quick lit, but you had like a limit. So I, I wrote like a quick little thing. I posted it on my personal blog that I, I have and uh, people loved it. A dear friend of mine, she asked me to expand on one of the prompts that I had written. It was not this one, but in thinking about just trying to do something special for the podcast. So this is actually going to be a story. It's a story. I, I rewrote the story to be something that I really love. Um, I've practiced saying it before to make sure it would say it would make sense. I'm quite a bit nervous about it, but I do hope that you guys like it. I can't guarantee this is going to be a long episode, and I don't really think it needs to be. But I, I just wanted to tell you guys thank you and to do something special for you. And this is what came to mind, as it's two things I really love, the supernatural and writing. So, without further ado... It had been two weeks since Sam's... Well, I just can't say it. I can't say the word accident. I can't say death because I cannot comprehend those words right now. I couldn't comprehend them at his funeral. I couldn't identify his body. Because it couldn't have been him. It could have never been my Sam. His brother went and did it. Even when Jeff came out crying, I still couldn't believe him. I still didn't believe it. I wanted to scream and shout at Jeff about how stupid he could be to not know what his brother looked like. I refused to believe it until I received his belongings. And right there, inside, was a single gold wedding band, scratched and polished from years of hard labor. It could have been anyone's. Hell, it could have even been mine. But there, on the instant of that ring, sat a single inscription. Seven, two, ten. The day I met PC. Even that could have been anyone's initials. Paul Corbin, Peter Chain. But I knew it. I knew it because those initials stood for a nickname only I called him. Penny Cheeseball. No one knew that nickname, not a single soul. I knew him around school, I always called him Cheeseball to myself, head full of shrubbery, blonde hair, curly, fussy, and unruly. But the first time we spoke, he walked into the hardware store where I worked, and instead of paying like a normal human being with dollars or a credit card, he paid with rolls of pennies. My manager wanted to kill him, but in all honesty, his oddities amused me. The next day I asked him why did he only have pennies. He told me he collected them. Some mantra his grandfather used to say, If you save a penny a day, you'll be rich by 45. I didn't believe that one bit. I thought it was the dumbest thing. But the way his face lit up and he told me that story, the obvious joy, love, and respect he had for that man, how much he wanted to believe that, his dedication and his determination, 
I fell in love with Sam over fucking pens. And now he was gone. Was. There's that word again. People kept saying it at his funeral. They kept saying his name in past tense. That he was gone. I cursed them out before running away to the house. I didn't even stay as they put him in the ground. I couldn't because he wasn't here. He had to be. He had to be. But my heart knew. The darkness had settled there ever since the news ate away more at me until I crumbled into pieces of nothing. I sobbed. I screamed. I cried for hours until my voice was hoarse and my body ached. The grief drove me past the point of exhaustion before I knew it the sun was pouring into our home. Stiffness ate up my joints. I'd wound myself into a tight ball and fell asleep on our old wood floor. It hurt. I hurt, but that hurt was from the inside out. I walked into our bedroom on autopilot, took out a new change of clothes, and paused as the smell of Sam's aftershave hit me square in the chest. Alcohol, spices, and mint. That's what it smelled like. I turned to greet him, to kiss him, and then yell at him for worrying me the way he did. But there was nothing. There was no one, and somehow my heart broke all over again. I ran out of the room, and out of that house until my knees buckled and I fell over. Our neighbor, Dana, ran out to me. She rocked me as I cried and screamed into the air that he was gone. Completely and utterly gone. My husband, the father of my future children, the person that I wanted to share the rest of my life with, my soulmate, was gone. I hated the world at that moment. Everything and everyone in it, I hated it all. Most of all, I hated the person who caused this, who ran my husband off the road all because a text message was more important to them, and if I ever found them, even God wouldn't be able to help them. At night it was worse. Everything was worse. It's funny the routines your body remembers. Sam gets home by 6. We always have dinner at 6.30. But there was no garage door opening, there was no whistling through the house, no hug, no kiss. For several weeks, I would pick up our cast iron frying pan with the idea of cooking something, and then remember he wasn't coming home today. But he would never come home again. My anger, my rage, continued to build and build until that Friday at exactly 8 p.m. He always watched that stupid sci-fi show. I always made fun of him for it, but I still watched it with him. He was so in love with science fiction and horror. Always said we'd need the information one day to protect us against the zombie apocalypse. It was ridiculous. Absolutely 150% ridiculous. But I missed it. I missed that routine. I missed him. And something in me snapped. I don't know what it was. I don't know what you would call it, but it was like a bridge that had exploded from the bottom. The entire structure fell and collapsed and everything, everything just became hot. I launched over our sofa and ripped that television off the wall. It tumbled and crashed to the floor, but I kept hitting it over and over. I hit it until the screen broke, and even then I didn't stop. I threw the vase on the table, broke the remote apart with my hands. I tried to tear the sofa cushions apart, but the material was too strong, so I just overturned it. The lamps? Gone. Those bulbs? Broken and demolished the same way my heart felt. It wasn't until I got to that blueprint that I stopped. It was the first design Sam had ever had accepted by a client. 
It was what fueled the success of his company. And I couldn't, I couldn't destroy that. I just couldn't. Staring at that blueprint with bloodshot eyes, I felt like I found my voice for the first time since all of this. Why did you leave me, Sam? How am I supposed to go on without you? That feeling, the acceptance of his loss, woke something up inside of me. For the first time in almost a month, I entered our bedroom. I stepped into the bathroom and took a shower. I used his soap, or one of his shirts. And I know it's crazy, but I swore I could feel him. For the first time in over a month, I swear I felt his arms wrap around me and the warmth there made me feel stronger than I knew I was. It took me hours to clean up the destruction I'd caused in 20 minutes or less, and I fell asleep on the same couch that I'd been trying to break apart. The doorbell woke me, the incessant ding-dong. I was tempted to ignore it, just as I had been for weeks. Whatever neighbor who made me another pity casserole could leave it on the doormat. I'd get it later. But then I heard his voice. Vanessa, I know you're in there. Open up. I grimaced. It was Jeff. I thought ignoring his phone calls would have told him everything I needed to say. To leave me the fuck alone. Then the banging started and my sleep-deprived mind couldn't take it. It felt like he was literally knocking on my skull. I opened the door and he paused mid-knock. He took one look at me and I braced myself for him to say something. Anything. But instead he just hugged me. It was odd, unexpected, and comforting. I realized then that I had been selfish in my grief, that I thought Jeff had Kara, his wife, that he had someone to share that pain with while I didn't have anyone, that I didn't want that from anyone, not really, that I just wanted to stay here in this dark hole that kept pulling me under more and more every day. But to know someone for the first time felt what I did, even at the smallest degree, that someone knew my pain... It made my hole a little brighter. I motioned for him to come inside, and as he did, he froze at the side of the living room. I know. I said quietly, fully expecting the judgment. I wouldn't be mad at him if he checked me into a mental hospital right at this moment. It's worse than I thought. I guess I got that message right on time. Huh? I asked. What message? But he simply shook his head. Let me get those bags out of here for you, then we'll talk. Okay. When he came back with a drink for the both of us, I scrunched my face. I could have gotten that for you. He gave me a yeah, right face and sat down next to me. Do you want to tell me what happened? I got a little... upset. When he didn't respond, I glanced over at him. Jeff was loud. He was frank, unfiltered, a tell-it-as-it-is sort of guy. He was almost a complete opposite of Sam. The fact that he wasn't yelling at me right now unnerved me. I just... I've been having a hard time. Yeah, I figured. You haven't been answering any of my calls. I couldn't, I said. I just... I needed time. Don't you think a month was more than enough, V? Jesus! The last time I saw you, you punched me in the face. I thought you were dead. Sometimes I wish I was. The words flew out of my mouth with such ease they shocked me. Don't you ever fucking say that again, okay? You may have only married Sam, but you're like a sister to me. You're family, and I can't lose anyone else right now, alright? When I didn't say anything, he continued. Do you believe in ghosts? 
And you wonder why I didn't answer any of your calls? He glared at me. Yes, okay, I believe in ghosts. Why? He paused. I could tell he was considering how to tell me something. Jeff, just say it. Sam's been haunting you, but you haven't been able to hear him. So you left me a message, that's why I came over here today. He told me it was important, he... <laughs> I busted out laughing. <laughs> I rocked back and forth, my sides hurt as I tried to breathe. <laughs> I'm being serious, V. Jeff, you can't honestly expect me to. You smelled him around here, haven't you? I froze. My eyes wide as he continued. And he's been trying to get you to cook something about how the tater tot casserole isn't enough to keep you going? My neighbor. That's what she brought over recently, and I've been eating it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. How did you... He told me, in a dream. He told me what to say to you to get you to believe me. I think that's the only way he can communicate right now. But you need to sleep. Like, actually sleep. Have you been sleeping in your bedroom? No, I... I began, but he cut me off. Do it. It doesn't have to be tonight if you're not ready. If that's the case, come home with me. We've got the spare room. But you need to sleep in your bed to be able to hear him. I... Are you for real right now? You tell me. He answered with a casual shrug of his shoulders, like he hadn't just told me my husband's ghost spoke to him. I thought it over, but finally answered, If there's a chance, I'm staying. He nodded, and then he smiled. First smile I'd seen on his face since he caught here. I'll let myself out. He gave me a tight hug. I'll be by tomorrow, and we'll talk about it then. So answer the damn door, okay? Okay, I said sheepishly. The night took too long to come. I approached our bed with caution and wonderment. Should I do something? Is he already here? Should I announce when I'm going to bed so he can come into my dreams? To go see what you're wearing when you're in your dreams? It was crazy to think he'd even be there, and yet, how else did Jeff know all of those things if he wasn't, if he couldn't be? I had to believe, at the very least, I had to do that if it meant I could see my husband one more time. I climbed into bed and fell asleep faster than I had in over a month. I don't remember dreaming, but when I woke up, I felt peaceful. I felt like I had slept for ten years. I felt energized and, well... Alive. I began to wipe to sleep from my eyes, but paused to gold shimmer on my thumb. I checked my ring finger to verify, but my wedding band and ring were still in place. I pulled the gold ring off of my thumb and read the inscription inside, 7210, the day I met PC. That ring had been stuffed away in the same bag the police had given me and hidden in a drawer in our kitchen. I hadn't been able to look at it, much less touch it, but here it sat on my finger. I whispered up to the ceiling, choking back tears. Thank you, Sam. I love you, too. So that is the story. Um, I hope that you guys liked it. Uh, if you did, and you'd like me to do another one sometime, uh, I wouldn't mind doing that. I enjoy writing, so it doesn't bother me at all. Um, if you didn't, I'm sorry. I promise our regularly scheduled episodes will be coming up next week as well as some announcements and things like that. But either way, I hope that you guys have a good one. I know that with the new year coming up, people make resolutions and they do all these things. And I just want you to also be able to appreciate 
and sort of reflect on this year and all the highs and the lows it's brought in you and what it's taught you. And I hope that your next year is able to do the same and that you continue to learn, you continue to push yourself, and you continue to just be loved and have love and be happy and joyful and you find those places in your heart and in your life. I also just hope you guys take care of yourself. So have a good day. And as always, don't let the ghost get you. Bye.